2: I'm Jessica Ettinger, CNBC, a rate hike and a rally on Wall Street today. The Dow was up five hundred eighteen points, one and a half percent, the S P five hundred index up ninety-five points, two and a quarter percent, the Nasdaq was up four hundred eighty-seven points. That was almost four percent. Companies whose shares hit all time highs today include JB Hunt Transport, Berkshire Hathaway, and McKesson. The Federal Reserve has approved its first rate hike in more than three years, a quarter of a percentage point, and it's at least six more increases coming this year. The overnight lending rate influences the prime rate, which lenders use to set what you're going to pay on credit cards, home loans, and more. So get ready to pay slightly more on your credit card balances if you carry any and on variable loans like adjustable rate mortgages. President Biden called Russian President Putin a war criminal today. The U.S. is sending another $800 million in military aid to Ukraine. jacuzzi. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-826- 9895. That's 800-826- 9895. 800-826- 9895. Did you know that doctors use Mucinex? That's right. Mucinex is the number one OTC brand doctors trust for themselves and their families. When you have cough and chest congestion, you need a medicine that's effective and long-lasting. So with cold and flu season upon us, why would you use anything else? Mucinex 12-hour DM extended release bilayer tablets allow for immediate and extended release, relieving cough and chest congestion for 12 hours. Grab Mucinex and put yourself back in control. Use as directed.
3: Hello, folks. Matt Rodriguez here, your best choice for L.A. County Sheriff. Personally, I can't recall a time when L.A. County was in such dire straits as it is today. With skyrocketing crime rates, low deputy morale, and a complete disconnect between Sheriff Villanueva and the community he serves, To say we deserve better is a huge understatement. If I was to summarize Alex Villanueva's term as sheriff in one word, that word would be disrespectful. That is why I'm running for LA County Sheriff, to reinstate a sense of respect back into the job. Respect for the people, law enforcement, and the rule of law. Clearly, I cannot accomplish this quest without your help. So please join me on this journey to reinstate respect back into the LA County Sheriff's Office. Go to RodriguezForSheriff.com, donate and volunteer. It would be my honor to have you on the team. Thank you, God bless, and stay safe.
1: Emma Moat with Imperial Realty reminds everyone that while driving safely is extremely important, using a cell phone, texting, or drinking and driving causes accidents and possible death. Safe driving is everyone's responsibility. Celebrate responsibly and designate a driver. Save a life and a lifetime of regret. Our sponsor is your neighborhood realtor, Emma Mo Imperial Realty. If you're buying or selling real estate in the area, call Emma at 951-485-2688. Again, 951-485-2688. With over 20 years of experience, Emma will get you listed fast or find your dream home. That's Emma Moat with Imperial Realty on the air because she cares. The staff and families at Yard House of Temecula takes this time out to recognize and salute the local men and women in uniform standing tall for our political and economic freedom around the world. Let's always remember them in our thoughts and prayers. Their efforts abroad and our support has kept America strong. This message, courtesy of your good friends at Yard House of Temecula at 40770 Winchester Road in Temecula. They are always working to keep our community moving in a positive direction. If you're ready for a Las Vegas vacation, here's an offer you can't refuse. The Vegas Travel Center is offering three days and two nights in Vegas, free! Just call 909-406-7400. The offer includes accommodations with two free tickets to Great Las Vegas Entertainment with free meals. So, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you need to jump on this right now. Just call 909-406-7400. Obviously, an offer like this is not going to last. So, call now, 909-406-7400 for your three-day, two-night Vegas vacation. That number again, 909-406-7400. Call now. Motorists don't text and drive. Be hands-free. Our sponsor, Norco Transmission Center, is family-owned, serving the entire Inland Empire for over 50 years, offering a wide range of transmission repair services for both foreign and domestic vehicles. Stop by 2521 Hamner Avenue in Norco or call Joe at 951-371-1133. Again, 951-371-1133. Visit NorcoTransmission.com. Norco Transmission, your largest and most trusted transmission specialist. On the air because they care.
2: You may think every weather app is the same. Until you see Weatherbug over deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, Weatherbug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free.
1: K C A A.
2: Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knutson to explore the crossroads of horses and business. Now here's your host, Scott Knutson.
4: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knutson. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether you're listening to us on the radio on KCAA, the NBC affiliate out in California, or watching our podcast on many of our platforms, we appreciate it. We have a great show today. I know you're gonna love uh, love it. It's gonna inspire you, educate you, and and it's gonna take you back to when you were a child. So uh, today we have Stephanie Maseko on. Stephanie is Vice President of Marketing, and she's also the product developer for Briar. So Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Hi, Scott. It's really great to be here. I'm so glad to be on. Oh, it's so much fun. And
4: and I guess we'll start with something big that just happened. Zoetis and American Horse Publications Equine Industry Vision Award. And this is a big, big award in the whole industry. This is is a big deal.
0: It is. It is. I uh, was so thrilled when Chris from American Horse Publications called me. She called me early on in the year to tell me that Briar had been named uh, the winner of this award, and I just was so ecstatic, and I called my uh, boss, the owner of the company, and said, hey, Tony... You're not going to believe this. You can't tell a soul. We can't reveal it until September, but we were the winners of the award. And he said, Oh my God. Um, I can retire now. You know, we've reached the pinnacle. And, uh, and he was serious. And, and that's how we feel really, because this particular, um, honor really feels like it, it, Uh, is a way for Briar to be uh, recognized for all it's done over its 70 years. And the incredible thing is we, of course, were in wonderful competition with some incredible horsemen and other equestrian organizations that have done so much for the industry and are so well-recognized. And in fact, horsemen that we've worked with over the years to make models of their horses. So it's been really, um, it was really fun though for Briar Prior to actually get the nod and be in such good company um, because of the fact that over the 70 years, we've been doing so much to try and engage kids into the horse industry. And that's really... What we're so proud of is is getting uh, kids who, you know, may not be involved with real horses uh, to start with. They may just have a passion for horses, um, and uh, or even just an interest in animals. But yet they got get hooked on, you know, having model horses, they play with them, they start learning about all the different breeds and disciplines. And then, um, and then they start to take riding lessons and buy tack and, you know, really get themselves involved in the horse world. And that's what, that's what we're really trying to do.
4: That, that, that's just amazing. I know we were on a panel together for American Horse Publications uh, a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, with Elizabeth McCall. And that was so much fun. And as you were telling me the stories, I didn't know all that. And I've bought brown horses forever. And my daughter's 17. And when she was an infant, I was already adding the collection. And, and she'd play with, I'd play with them with her. But um, <laughs> I didn't know the backstories of Briar And for a family-owned company to have the international impact, It's very well deserving of the award, but I'm just glad the stories are getting out there about what y'all do.
0: Yes, yeah, it's really fun. Well, you know, and I was one of those kids who loved horses, um, didn't have access. My um, family couldn't, the the closest riding stable was a good 30 minutes away. And so um, I really fueled my passion for horses by learning about them through briar models and playing with them. And I got involved in model horse showing, which you compete actual for um, real horse ribbons and trophies and prizes. Um, And it's recreating the horse world in miniature uh, on a tabletop. Um, The horses are judged in halter and performance classes. Um, The tack and accessories that get handmade for these horses are truly at an artist level. You could pay easily $500 for a miniature one-ninth scale Western tooled saddle that has all the features of the real thing, but it's tiny. It's made to fit your briar models. So, It's been kind of cool because I grew up with this and then um, didn't ever think that I would be part of the company and part of uh, those who have been shepherding the brand for all of these years. So it's really been uh, an incredible journey to be on with the company together.
4: That's that's just such a great story. And I think something happened back in high school where you loved horses and, and somebody said, or you said, I might just go to work for them. And you were like, (laughs)
0: well, it was really funny. Actually, when um, I was looking at colleges, I knew actually I wanted to be in marketing and sort of more on the professional side of, um uh you know finding a career and someone said oh well yeah why don't you think about briar and i i did think about it and say well i don't necessarily want to be spray painting horses i'm not really an actual artist myself so at the time i had no idea that of course, you could be on the journalism side. Um, I came on board as editor of Breyer's publication Just About Horses um, and event management and marketing and product development in a way that you don't have to be an artist the same way you can get involved in the horse industry. You don't have to be mucking stalls or a vet or a trainer. There's so many different careers within the horse world that you can be a part of. So, when I decided on a college, I picked Centenary University in New Jersey, and um, I was able to go in. Uh, and with an equine science major, I have um, a heavy concentration in business marketing. My, one of my first internships was with the American Horse Shows Association in New York City, where um, it's now the United States Equestrian Federation in Kentucky. But back in those days, in the early 90s, I worked in public relations, and um, one of the coolest things I got to do there was There were these media guides for the journalists. And so I had to call all of the Olympic level riders and confirm with them their uh, biographical information, all of their, you know, current awards and accomplishments, and then each of their horses and what breeds the horses were and what ages and all of that. So that was just a really fun opportunity to be involved with American Horses. And then A few years later, um, unless someone left the Horses Association, I didn't really have anywhere to move into a new spot and, you know, continue to grow. And Briar was a sponsor and they had an opportunity for a new editor of their magazine just about horses. And I thought, I know Briar, I know horses. (laughs) So um, I was able to have the opportunity to come on board as editor. Um, Within the first year, I was managing BriarFest, which is our um, big event down in Lexington, Kentucky, and have worn many, many hats with the company ever since.
4: That's that's such a great story. And I, I think the publication won an award as well. Yes. Can you, I am... show, can you show everyone, the guys that are looking up and the ladies to watch it on the podcast?
0: <laughs> so this is our American Horse Publications um, 2020 award for the magazine Just About Horses. It's in the uh, business division of custom publications. Um, our magazine, this is the cover of it. So cool. um, Yeah, that's an American paint horse. That's an, what we call an original finish model. Uh, But the rider figure and the tack set were custom made by some of our hobbyists. And within the magazine, um, what we're doing, it's an annual publication for our collector's club. And so it is going to tell the backstory of all the different horses we've made models of. So, for example, in here, we've got a great um, set of uh, stories about Adaya, who is a pinto dressage horse that... um, really has become so well-known within the dressage world. And um, we also have articles. This is the second digital revolution. And it's kind of fun because it talks about some of the influencers within the model horse world who are also horse people but are very specific to a lot of the arts and crafts in how to repaint your model horses, how to um, create that custom tack, Um, how to uh, basically reform them into your dream horse. And there's a whole world of customizers who do this as their hobby, as something that they just really enjoy. And then there's a whole world of people who do that and sell them and that's their career. And that's what they make a living doing.
4: So cool. So cool. They get to make a living doing that something they enjoy.
0: Yes, it's really fun. And what's great is it's all ages. So you have the little kids, who are, um, you know, just getting into it, but love uh, being able to repaint their horses. They want to learn the difference between, you know, a red roan and a blue grulia and, you know, palomino and a buckskin and all of the different horse colors. And they learn a little bit about equine color genetics and how you kind of get there, which is fun too. And, um, and then they also just learn the artistry of actually painting it themselves And in fact, when we host Briar Fest in Lexington, we give away in our painting tent over 10,000 little Briar Stablemates models because all the kids come and want to paint their horses. And what's funny, though, is that we have not only the kids painting, but mom and dad are there painting, too. So So (laughs)
4: it's, it's definitely- a family deal you know i was on the floor with my daughter playing and so was my wife i mean it just brings the family together you know
0: yes yeah yeah i know it's funny i saw um we always put out lots of toys as well at briar fest and because in the kentucky he you know families want to take a break so we have a tent where they can get refreshments and just hang out and you know cool down a little bit and there was two little girls playing with one of our truck and trailer sets and um And we all started watching because the kids were acting out a horse that wouldn't load. (laughs) So she's got this briar model and... The horse is stopping and he's not going, he's not going up on the ramp. And it was funny because actually it was the grandparents who were there uh, with their grandkids. Oh, that's and funny. so grandma was like, oh, what, you know, what's going on with uh snowman there? He doesn't want to load. And, and, and she's like, yeah, grandma, you're really having a hard time here. And so then grandmother says, well, you know, what are you going to do about it? And so she was actually thinking through, like, how am I going to get Snowman up on the trailer? And so she was trying different things and, you know, uh, had one of the rider figures behind trying to, you know, encourage him. Then went to the front of the trailer and had carrots. And of course, you know, the carrots got Snowman in the trailer. But it was really funny because clearly she was thinking through real life scenarios, but acting it out with her bar horses.
4: That's so cool. That's educating good. herself, you know, and that's, yeah, that's what it's all about.
0: Scott
2: will be right back with more.
4: Hi, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Today, we're going to talk about something I'm really passionate about. Those that know me, know I love my coffee. Those that don't, now you know I do and we've been working on this for several months and we, we wanted to get it just right and we don't put our name on anything unless we feel 100 certain it's, it's the best product we can get and uh, we, we've done it i really believe we've done it we've created a coffee line 13 great flavors i'm going to show you three of them we have k-cups in all 13 flavors here's a jamaican me crazy it's a, just a really great coffee everyone has great logos it has a brand the same brand that's on our horses our trailers You know that brand means something and we wouldn't put it on here if it wasn't good coffee we have whole bean this is a great honduran blend and uh, it's a whole bean coffee we have whole bean in all 13 flavors and then we have a ground coffee uh this is a really great one my wife and i really like this a lot loved it so we named it after our daughter hayes Glenn. everyone has the packaging and the logo of the show our brand and i hope you like it I, i really believe you will and we're going to have more flavors coming out soon. We're going to have the pumpkin spices, and then we're going to go to peppermint after that. And please send us your suggestions as well. You can find it at cowboyentrepreneur.shop. Think coffee shop. Cowboyentrepreneur.shop. Thank you so much. And as a horse person, I grew up around horse. I was very blessed the whole time. I'm still with horses. and But what I love about... About the Brown horses is they're so authentic looking, and, and they look so real. And and you can tell in the pictures in the magazine if you just look and look away, it really looks like the real deal, which it is. Like to those two young ladies, that it's a real deal. But um, I love the uh, the attention to detail on them.
0: Yes. Well, it all starts with um, one of the most incredible things is uh, when Briar started. So, Briar was a molder of plastics. It was Briar Molding Company out of uh, Rockford, Illinois. And um, they were making all kinds of things out of what's called cellulose acetate, um, which is a a type of plastic made from cotton linters. And um, so it's a little more uh, resilient. It's uh, got some flexibility to it. It's not as uh, tinny as some of the other types of materials. And so things like eyeglass frames, um, television knobs for Zenith, like they molded all kinds of crazy parts. Um, Mastercrafter Clock Corporation came and asked um, for a horse to adorn a mantelpiece clock. And that's how Briar started is making this one horse. It was called number 57 Western Horse. And um the horse was more popular than the clock. So Briar started making horses. But what's incredible to me is that the um the engineer Chris Hess, who crafted all of these horses um, and the other things and widgets and things that he did, he was not necessarily a horse person, but he he could look at uh, real horses. He could look at photos and video, and capture uh, the conformational nuances—the difference between a quarter horse and a thoroughbred, and an Arabian and a, you know, saddlebred—with um, with a an understanding that to me it it just floors me how you know he understood it, and so he brought a lot of what Briar is today was because of his talent he brought these horses to life he gave them incredible expression so that the kids were really drawn in and um and then they had all of these different breed characteristics and that's something that uh when briar was purchased by reeves international in 1984 after the original owners had passed away and um actually chris unfortunately had passed away also in the in the mid 80s um it was something where the owners of Reeves who were part of the toy industry uh they brought to the US they imported European toys like Steiff teddy bears um Britain's toy soldiers corgi diecast um different types of really quality European toys so they understood quality they understood authenticity um and the owner Werner Fleischmann's daughter was a writer so he understood the passion for horses that kids can have. And um, what's really been interesting is that they also, though, were able to hire um, sculptors and engineers that uh, continued the tradition of creating horses that were great for playing with, great quality but at the same time authentic and true to their breed and that's something when i started with briar in 1993 it's been a long time Uh (laughs) um i've really i've really taken to heart and have been able to also work so closely with our artists and our engineers um to make sure that we capture properly because um, everybody's got their own point of view. And a lot of sculptors like to do things really stylized, but that doesn't work for us. Engineers wanna make things that are easy to mold um, and produce, but what I want is the integrity of the piece to be there. So I'm really in the middle negotiating between the two and then you know trying to get to the end product. Um, I have an example here. This was our uh, Briarfest horse this year. Her name is Danny, and she Beautiful. was a Appaloosa warm blood, but everything from the sculptural detail uh, of this cantering warm blood to the, uh, all the nuances of the Appaloosa patterning, all of our models are hand airbrushed um, right from the start. Uh, probably 20 different artisans touch every briar horse as we create them, because in order to capture this detail and expression in each one of our pieces, um it's something that you have to um you know really do by hand there's no machine that's going to have that level of um i guess uh, subtlety and nuance
4: wow it, it's just amazing it's so beautiful when you hold it up like that how cool for you to get to talk to them before they even make it and then you're at briar fest and you see the two girls that are so entranced into that horse. And you get to see both sides, You're, you bridge it. And that's gotta be cool.
0: <laughs> it is fun. And it's, it's fun working with all the different horse owners. We I, I have the funniest story. When I first started working with Briar, we were making um, a model of a famous standardbred, and his name was Niatros. And of course in Jersey here, there's, there's a lot of harness racing in the whole New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. And so some of the top horses are here. And so we, he's a bay, like a lot of standard breads are. And I kept sending the syndicate manager photos of the model. And he's like, no, the color's not quite right. No, mm, I, I think it needs to be a little darker, a little lighter. And then finally, um, he said, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, well, well, I'll be here in the office. He said, oh, good. We're coming up. And I said, who's we? And he said, Nia and I. I said, what? So he, honest to God, so I went out that night and made sure I had a good five-pound bag of carrots. And (laughs) he, next thing I know, at one o'clock the next afternoon, a truck and trailer pull up. Nia gets off the trailer, walks on the front lawn of uh, Reeves International Briar Animal Creations in Paquanek, New Jersey, which is... Uh, there's not really any room to ride real horses around on, um, but there's a patch of lawn. And so, uh, he was just so proud of showing off Niatros. And so I had, I had everybody in the company come out and, um, we brought out the prototype and then looked at the real horse and wouldn't, you know, the first model that we created, he was like, that color's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) which was hilarious, but honestly, it was, it, it was one of my, well, not my first, but I would say one of the introductions of all the great horse people that we work with that actually are so super, um they want to they want to get it right if their horse is going to be honored as a briar model they want it perfect and so yes i've ended up with horses on our lawn i've ended up with um having to fly out to you know a particular location with our artists to make sure we got all of the details correct i um have had owners who uh the owners of zenyatta the racehorse um, Jerry and Ann Moss of A&M Records, who managed the police, <laughs> wow. saying, you know, yeah. all famous people, they actually sent their personal assistant out with the model. And I have photos of the model and Zenyatta together because they wanted to make sure that every detail was absolutely perfect. And so... Um, what I love about that is the enthusiasm. And as you know, um, <laughs> you can be in a whole crowd of people. And if you find another horse person, you're like, oh, good. Uh, Attraction. Yeah, we've got so much in common to talk about. because
4: Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think because y'all do such a great job and it's such an honor The people take such pride when they're selected. You know, yeah. I was, I was uh, with Heritage Mustang for a uh, makeup Mustang makeover in Fort Worth. And a couple of stalls down from Heritage, which I was blessed to ride, was, was your first Mustang. And, <laughs> and they were talking about it. I'll let you tell the story if you don't mind. But they were so proud. They said, he's going
1: to be the first brown horse. He's going to be a brown horse. And Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered com. It's
2: my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They were so excited. And
4: and down deep, I was like, I, I know the company. It's awesome. You know, <laughs> but, but there was such a pride in them.
0: hmm I know it is. It's really fun, um, and it's it's just so cool because it doesn't matter. It's all walks of life, all demographics. You know, we've made models of everything from, of course, you know, triple crown winners to Olympians to, you know, uh, quarter horse world show champions to, you know, Charlie the pony that is given the first ride to, you know, dozens and dozens of kids, and it's you know some of those ponies. Are so worth their weight in gold. And so we want to make sure we honor them as well. And um so that's what's really kind of fun about it. And um, but it is funny too. We we've worked with a lot of different Hollywood um studios and, and whatnot on everything from Horse Whisperer to um you know, Flicka and Seabiscuit and Spirit and Dreamer. And when we were working on Dreamer, um, it was fun because Dakota Fanning and her sister got so excited about Briar making a model of the horse from the film that they wanted to come out and see how the horses were made. So... um, it was really fun because they actually came out to our facility in New Jersey, and we have a, um, a pa- little painting studio. Um, and at that time, we were molding all of our horses and doing all of their production. And um, so it was 11 year old Dakota, eight year old Elle, um, Dakota's mom, her grandmother, oh, wow. her, uh, um, her agent her tutor her tutor's husband i mean it was a whole entourage of um people but it was so fun because it was an opportunity for us to uh to show her a little bit about that and it's funny i actually have a picture i had taken of the wow. group of us at uh so cool. at, in our uh, facility so it's kind of fun and i was tempted of course i'm like oh can we do something with the media for this but you know what it was all about a little girl's love of horses So I, I talked to the agent and she's like, she just really wants to be a kid. And I'm like, like, absolutely. Like that is what we're all about. So come on out and, uh, (laughs) and have fun. Although I did call our CFO and I said, Arthur, do we have insurance for this? What if she falls down and skins her knee? And you know, oh no, <laughs> you know, I said this is this is not your average, you know, eleven year old girl coming out to visit us. So it was right. kind of fun. But
4: I yeah, love absolutely.
0: And she and her whole family were just awesome. It was it was a great experience.
4: That's so cool. So so like being on the horse whisper. Did you see Robert Redford, or did he talk about the horses, or?
0: Well, you know what's funny? Um, So with the Horse Whisperer, we met Scarlett Johansson and Sam Neill, who happened to be filming a scene at that time. Um, Robert Redford wasn't there, but his stunt double was there. And I tell you, I never realized that the stunt doubles really often can really look like that person. And I, it was, it was uncanny the resemblance. And, um, but that was, so that was super fun. And what was funny about the horse whisperer is in the book, the horses were um, I think seal Brown uh, or dark Bay uh, Pil- uh, Pilgrim was the main character and you never know in a movie what they're going to look like. And so, because they're going to cast horses that can also do the job, um, and so Buck Branniman was involved in Rex Peterson. And so I didn't know whose horses were doing what in the film and what have you. And nobody knew. When I would talk to um, uh, Disney or I would talk to uh, the agent, and I would say, well, what are the final horses going to look like? Because if we're making models of the horses in the film we need to know. And so we ended up on set and we were able to ask and, uh, actually get our own photographs of the horses because some of them were wearing makeup for different stars and socks. And, um, so that was also cool to learn that horses wear makeup in the movies. And, um, it's really cool. And then we worked with, um, Robert Redford's, uh, personal assistant. And, um, we, what we were able to do, which was really cool is, Well, I didn't actually get to meet him personally. We did get to um, be able to use his imagery on our packaging, which... Uh, his PA said he never give you know provides commercial use other than for his Sundance catalog, but she said he doesn't do that with any other brand. He said, but Briar is something that is close to his heart, and um, so yes, awesome. you can use his photos on your packaging. So that was that was also just another testament of how Briar as a brand touches people in so many ways because they know. Um, that so much of what we do is inspiring kids about the horse world and inspiring, mm-hmm. well, adults about the horse world. Yeah, and sure. and sure. that's uh, that's really, you know, what makes my day as a, uh, you know, part of the company. Well,
4: well it, it goes back to a testament of the, 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 the company itself, but also the quality of the product. That yeah. it's, it's OK to you know, give your likeness to let them use it because you're not going to tarnish it.
0: Right, exactly. Well, and that's a that's something we take very seriously. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most important things um, with the Briar brand is our integrity, and I uh, our whole team, whether it's our events team and well our events team of three. <laughs> it's not like we, we're we actually a small family owned business. So we're not huge. Um, but everybody in the company is very careful about that. And so whether we're working with a horse owner, whether we're working with an artist, um, you know, there are times when we don't all agree on something and that's okay. You know, in right. the end, um, if, you know, a horse owner just decides that Uh, I don't know, they want something different or it's not just the right time for us to work with them on a horse for whatever reason, you know, it's okay. It's like, uh, well, when the right time comes along, let us know and vice versa. You know, if an artist wants to go in a particular direction, but we don't feel it's necessarily going to suit what our fans are looking for, again, it's okay. You know, it's one of those yeah. things where um, there's no judgment taken. It's It's got to be the right thing for everybody. And um, so that's something I think that's really important is that uh, we do maintain those relationships. And that's why, you know, when we, we have associations that are always sending us, hey, take a look at this horse or, you know, uh, keep an eye on uh, this one, we might go to the Olympics or, you know, whatever the case may be, it's kind of fun.
2: Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com.
4: So so another fun story. Uh, Y'all were at an event, and I believe Ron Howard stopped by. (laughs)
0: So that is another um, wonderful uh, touch point. We, um, We have a huge event in the toy industry because we're obviously we're a reflection of the horse world, but we're really always working with Um, where America shops. So we have to market to, you know, a Walmart or a Target, um, all the different types of retailers out there. Uh, We're in a lot of agricultural stores like a tractor supply company. So um, a lot of those retailers, in order to see what's new and different across the entire toy industry, they're going to go to the New York Toy Fair. And that's held at the Java Center, uh, typically in February each year. And so, it's a place for us to showcase, along with all of the other big toy companies, um, what types of products that we have. And so, a lot of the um, Hollywood studios also come because there are relationships. Of course, you know, there's been a Transformers movie and, you know, different superheroes. And then some toy companies make, you know, figures of the superheroes. So... Um, Ron Howard's Imagine Entertainment with Brian Grazier, they have a kids and family division, and it's relatively new and something that they're looking to grow and looking for content. And so, yes, we ended up with Ron Howard uh, at our Toy Fair booth and talking with us about the potential of creating a new series called Briar Hollow um, that uh, would... Would be a live action, but would have some of the wholesome values of um, certainly the horse industry, but then um, kind of a an artistry component to it too, with some of the characters and just some interesting things that we could potentially collaborate on and then also have the uh, the toy product for so what was fun is that um, Ron actually lives in Connecticut, and I used to live in Fairfield County, Connecticut, and I used to ride on a lot of the fox hunt trails in the Stanford-Greenwich area, and Ron's house is in Greenwich, and he does know of the Greenwich Trail Ride Association and all of the, the folks that try to keep that country lifestyle still happening in the back country there, and he said that his daughter is a rider, and she's uh, very into horses, and so he said, "I I I love Hollywood, but I wanted my family to grow up outside of Hollywood." So he said, "That's why I've always been in Connecticut because it's very grounding, but yet I'm still close to New York. I'm, you know, I can get to LA easily." He said, "But my family grew up, and they have all kinds of animals, and my one daughter really understands." Uh, he said, "And I see the connection of horses and kids, and so." Um, you know, that was I just wanted to give him a big hug and say
4: <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> refreshing? Isn't that awesome?
0: <laughs> right, exactly. And we need more great stories about the horse industry out in the mainstream media to get kids absolutely. off their iPhones and iPads and all uh, that. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely. I think that show would be wonderful. I can see the family sitting around and 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 you know, where the moms or the, the dads had those toys and they it just brings everybody together, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's exciting. It really is. I think you had another model, maybe, of a horse or the braids.
0: I do. So I have a couple of other interesting things to show. One yeah, I
4: can't wait. So hopefully everybody <laughs> can watch this so, uh, right. on then, our platforms.
0: Yeah. Um, so one of them is a, um, uh, this is, I wanted to show a little bit of a, a sculpture in progress because it's kind of wow. cool when you think about every model that we make. Well, it starts off as a concept and it starts off as a sketch you know do we want a particular horse this is a um a thoroughbred galloping but you know do we want a thoroughbred Standing you know uh, proud in the winter circle, do we want the horse uh, trotting in the post parade, or do we want the full out gallop? so uh, determining that first, and then the artist goes to work building a wire armature, which helps uh, be able to identify the proportions you know have I got the proportions right? Where do I want you know the action to be taking place? and then after that, the clay starts to be applied, and um, this horse obviously a work in progress. Um, but it's something where, uh, the, the clay is being built on, uh, the muscular starting to be defined, the expression of the face, and then all of the details will continue to be refined and added. So, um, every buyer model really does start, uh, out that way with that, um, trying to understand, uh, the best way to represent a horse. And interestingly, three of our artists, way back in their careers um were taxidermists at one point in time which may sound really odd but you actually make sense formed a function yeah. and, and really what the muscle structure looks like i mean not that they were necessarily doing horses but right. um but for animals in general understanding the the biomechanics and you know the skeleton and the muscles and so so that's kind of cool um and uh i also wanted to share um in order to get to the youngest kids these days, um, kids age out pretty quickly. And what I mean is they um, they move on to other things very fast. The kids grow up fast. Mm-hmm. Um, they always have, but even more so now out of traditional toys and into electronics, you know, Game Boy and uh, things you can find on, again, your iPad and, and YouTube. I mean, my God, all of the unboxing videos. Look up Briar on YouTube at any given time, and you're going to find over 200,000 um, that are, are fan-generated videos of them playing with their horses, unboxing, what have you. So, anyways, to get to younger kids, we came out with this is Main Beauty. And um, so this is a, a braiding styling head. Main beauty. Yeah. and I we've got I it's got it. beautiful hair. Um And that you can, it comes braided, but then you can take this out. And we have a booklet to show kids what they can do. Um, We have a video, in fact, on YouTube that shows a real horse being braided. In fact, a Half Linger pony. But how to create diamond braids and other types of braids. Um, So this is something that's really fun for the kids to get involved in. And it's something, so one thing in the toy world, we're always looking at toys that, uh play upon classic play patterns so what do kids like to do girls in particular they like care and nurturing they like dress up and those are things that with horses you know this is all the braiding is care and nurturing um they can add a halter to this model so that's a bit of dress up with their briar models they have blankets and saddles and all kinds of things so that's why Briar 2 is a, a great gateway into the horse world because it for a non-horsey kid, they could get into it just because the play aspect is so rich. And so that's super important. But what's fun about this particular model is I also had a um one of our artists took it.
1: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: And created her own version. And so she totally repainted it. Um, she added this beautiful mohair mane and tail. Um, and she painted this model to look like little Ricky Rocker, who is the model. I mean, the model. Well, he is a model, but he's also... Um for 17 years he came to Briarfest and for 12 of those years I rode Ricky in opening okay. ceremonies at Briarfest. And um and so it's kind of fun to see one, one of our artists take, you know, a cute toy and then turn it into um Amazing. a basically a piece of artwork. Um, Absolutely and, it is. Absolutely. And um but I have to tell you a quick little story about Ricky, if I may. Nice. <laughs> Um, because he just passed away last year. Um, he was, I forget exactly, but honestly, I think he was 28 or 29 years old. But even in 2019, which was his last Briar Fest, um, which was when we were still in person, um, he didn't look it. He always looked, you know, just so full of life. He was one of those horses that when kids came around, he would drop his head and he would be so um, perfect for them and, and just really allow them to love on him and, and all of that. But because he was a leopard Appaloosa and because we made a model of him um, and because we get so many new kids at BriarFest every year, we sell tickets to about 30% first timers and we get over 30,000 people that come to BriarFest. So if you think about it, you know 10,000 people are, are new to, to the event. We always get these kids. And I had one little girl who saw him from afar and she was like, Oh my God, is that little Ricky Rucker? (laughs) She ran up to him and she said, I've been waiting my whole life to meet him. What was hilarious is she was like six or seven years old. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) She's been waiting her whole life to meet him. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so, it's very it
4: so great you get to see all the hard work that goes into the planning and what color everything to that. Yes, so that's a topper. That's a it top is.
0: and You know, Briar Fest, the cool thing about it. So our event um, we host every year in July at the Kentucky Horse Park. Um, the last two years, we've needed to be virtual, um, but we are looking forward to being back in 2022 with not only a live event but a virtual component. We'll have a broadcast studio from Briarfest, um, but I have to say that Briarfest—the cool thing about it—is very hands-on for kids with horses. So we really we cater to both the. Um, the horse person or the horse lover or, or even the rider that really loves being around horses and knows a lot about them, but we also cater to the newcomer. And that's really one of our specialties. We we have horse guests that kids can come up to, get their picture taken with. They can pet them. They can um, get their model signed by the owner or trainer. Awesome. Um, we bring in over 200 live horses of all the different breeds and disciplines so that they can see everything from a Uh, a pasafino to a fell pony to a, um, you know, a Western pleasure horse, uh, all, you know, all the different ones. And we make it a family festival. There's a lot of shopping. There's a lot of, um, there's over 40 workshops and seminars. There's a model horse show. There's, uh, you can even do a 5k run on Sunday morning, get your Briarfest medal. Um, We uh, have a petting zoo. We have pony rides. We have There's this one thing that we do with kid-sized jumps. Um, It started off as just kind of like something for the kids to do themselves. Well, they started organizing little competitions. Now we actually have a charity, Just World International, who comes. And so we give them a donation, and they run the kids jumping. We get hundreds and hundreds of kids who sign up for their own jumping competition. So it's it's an event. There's something for everyone. Uh, it's, it's insane.
4: It's, it's a big it's thing. It's a big thing. And I love the creative side of your business. And and how uh, the last year, how it went uh Briarfest, you just changed it up a little bit. And more people around the world were able to um enjoy it. And that, that I think that story is so important for people to hear how you just changed it so quickly. And when we- People needed it, really, at that time, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. When we um, when we realized by the end of February, beginning of March, that this little pandemic where, you know, people are saying, oh, we're going to be shut down for two weeks, and then we'll be back. You know, you just started to realize, no, this is a bigger thing. Right, This is a much bigger thing. W- what's crazy about the whole pandemic is, in january we have you know we're very close with our factories and um two of our factories are in china and um great people when they started having trouble we actually here boxed up hand sanitizer and masks in january of 2020 and shipped it all over there because they needed it they couldn't get their hands on it and two months later we were like oh my God, now, wait a minute, we need- Can <laughs> you need... ship that back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was insane. It was like, oh my God, like, because, you know, we, you just, ne- nobody anticipated the pandemic to be a worldwide. Right, so right. when we realized with BriarFest that we're not going to be on site in Kentucky and we had to make a decision, um, that was really the beginning of March. We, our event was July, I don't know, 10th. And so we decided we can do this. We can make it a virtual event. We can bring a lot of the elements that people love about BriarFest and find a way. So we quickly looked at what others were doing. I looked at other industries. I'm a runner. So I looked at, okay, what's New York Roadrunners doing? You know, how are, oh, they're doing a virtual, you know, 10K, they're doing, you know, they're flipping to different virtual events. All right, how do we do that? We found a producer um who fortunately works for nbc sports she lives here in new jersey i've known her since my american horses association days so i I said jamie uh can you help us she said yes i think we can do this so let's figure it out so we had a lot of brainstorm meetings uh we ended up being able to in that short time do 200 hours of pre-recorded content we built an entire website um we tried to think of everything, of like, what if the power goes out? You know, do we have, do we have, a, a you know, a generator? So we got a huge generator outside the office to make sure. Um, and we did have some issues. The first morning we started, the website did crash for a little bit, but we got it back up. Um, one of our plugins in the website had an update the night before, which you know was unexpected. Um, so a lot of challenges, but what we learned about, uh, just again, with such a tiny staff there were, at the time, there was just two people who did events on board and then me. Um, and then two you know, people that we hired to handle different areas of it, which, which ended up working out. Um, but it was frightening. It was exciting. And it was one of those things where we learned so much because, at Real Briarfest, um, we do get people from all 50 states. I love going in the parking lot on Saturday afternoon, taking picture of pictures of all the license plates in the parking lot because a lot of people drive. Um, and we'll usually get seven to 10 countries. We'll get a couple of people from the UK, Germany, uh, even Australia and New Zealand, um, You know the, the different uh, Benelux uh, countries and, and um, the Netherlands. And at virtual BriarFest, we were looking at who was actually participating and it was 107 countries yeah. last year. amazing. I mean, a tiny little island called Reunion, of course, you know, I don't even know where that is, but I think it's off the coast of, I don't know, Madagascar or something like, like something crazy like that. There was one person in Reunion who was very active, like all throughout the weekend, participating, you know, very seriously. And we're like, who is this person? Like we we just it was so fun to think about people around the world. And we do a survey after Breakfast every year to our ticket buyers. And um, we got such a great response and such great feedback. And we realized we always have to have a virtual component now because people want to take place and they they just they may live in another country and never be able to get to Kentucky. They may live in in California and their job, you know, will always prevent them from being able to come out in July. And so um, this year, of course, we were virtual again. We ended up with 125 countries participating. And um, fortunately, we we made good on a lot of the, you know, glitches of last year. (laughs) And it went off, you know, pretty much without a hitch. And um, we had six hours of live broadcasting each of the three days we brought in special guests into our office you know still being socially distant and all that but wow what a learning experience and what a what a fun way to start to really you know communicate about horses with people like your podcast here is so cool thank you because you're getting so many like you told me earlier so many new viewers and uh-huh. It's not always who you expect. Like you get no. you get an awful lot of people, and it's really fun. And it's so fun to be able to have this as a platform to communicate.
4: Absolutely, it's a feel good business because you just never know. And once you start talking to somebody, you know, there's a horse, and then all of a sudden, there's that the conversation goes a different direction in a great way.
0: Yeah, you know. I know. It is. It's a. It's a very cool thing.
4: Yeah, and and, and winning that award—that's a major award the Vision Award. And you can just see by changing and going from 50 states and four or five, six, seven countries to that many, how many of those opportunities now? And and when you were talking about the license plates and the cars, I'm just thinking in my head, the families driving in and the family trips and that special time. What a feel-good business.
0: It is, and it is a family festival. um, And what's fun about it is... um, because Briar's been around for seventy plus years now, um, and Briar Fest is going into its thirty third year next year, um, we have a lot of multiple generations. So sometimes we'll have the grandparents, the parents, and the grandkids all together for a family so journey. Amazing. And they, they take paints and they also paint the windows on their cars. And so I also take a bunch of pictures of all the, you know, Briarfest or bust, or, you know, I'm headed honk if you're going to Briarfest and all of those fun things. And, um, and so that's really cool. And it's, it's funny too, because we also will have, um, families that camp out before we're even open. We start our event at 9 30 AM on Friday morning. And in 2019, people started lining up on Wednesday.
4: Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh my goodness.
0: It's like like the Disney world for horse lovers and the, the first people in line, not in 2019, but I remember in 2018, it was a dad and a son. And he said, My son just, you know, really, really loves coming to Barfest. And he is involved in every aspect of it and he's on YouTube and he does all kinds of fun things. And he was a, he was either a teacher or a principal, um, in the school system. And he said, this is just so cool. And the kids learn a lot, you know, whether it's, uh, about horses or about compassion for animals or, um, the different cultures that develop the different breeds, you know, how, you know, the Clydesdales from Scotland or the Arabians from, you know, the, you know, from Egypt, it's, it's really kind of cool, um, to see how the kids themselves, uh, almost learn by osmosis, learn by doing, learn by being involved. And the next thing, you know, um, like I was that horse kid who maybe didn't ride, started riding finally when I was 16 and got my own driver's license and got myself to a barn. But before that I had all this kind of crazy, you know, um, trivia knowledge <laughs> about horses and the horse world and all that kind of thing. But it got you there. Yes, it yeah, it there. actually paid my way and um, was perfect. Uh, even working for um, American Horses, again, now USEF, uh, because I was in the marketing department and at the time we recognized probably 24 different breeds and disciplines of show horses. Wow. Um, and because I was in marketing, I actually had to know a little bit about all those different breeds. And I already knew a little bit about all of those different breeds. So, so. Cool. so yeah. cool. So if
4: somebody wants to get tickets say for next year, or they want to watch what's the best way to start studying about Briar? Maybe people that are watching the show or listening on KCA, maybe haven't thought of it, but they want to go check it out after the show. What's the best way to start following you?
0: Sure. Uh, Well, absolutely. Um, Any of the social channels on uh, Instagram and and Facebook, but um, www.briarhorses.com, you can sign up for our mailing list and um, we'll be sending out information on Briarfest. We put our tickets on sale on January 1st um, for that year's event, Uh, but prior to that we'll be certainly doing a lot of reveals of um, our theme and our, you know, celebration horse and the guest horses and uh, horse people who will be coming to the event, all the different activities and, um, and also I didn't want to forget, Scott, that uh, I wanted to share with you a video also that shows you a little bit more about Briar Fest um, and how Briar Horses are created. It's, it's two minutes long. It gives you kind of a, a background of how we engage with horses and how our fans engage with the brand. So that also kind of will give you a little bit more of a, um, a visual feel of what we're all about as well.
1: Some people say a man is made out of mud A poor man's made
4: out of muscle and blood